Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Tyson Taylor, and today I'm joined by my producer, Kobe Jackson, and my co-hosts, Audrey Pasias and Taylor Quinn. We've got a very fun show playing today where we'll talk about some local sports, along with the new segment we're implementing today called Tuesday Tallies. But before we jump in, let's throw it to Audrey for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on northbound Frontage Road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Audrey. All right, well, let's dive in, guys. Um, we're going to start off with Texas State Soccer. The Bobcats open conference play this past Sunday, and I must say they're kicking off to a hot start as they Absolutely. shut out the Louisiana Raging Cajuns 3 to nothing. With this win, the Bobcats find themselves not only on a four-game win streak, but a three-game shutout streak as well. And, I mean, they're currently sitting at first place of the West Division in the Sun Belt. And, I mean, guys, this team is rolling. What, what is contributing to this performance level which they're playing at? I mean, the amount of the amount of effort that is going into the soccer team, I mean, we've been tired of talking about them all season long, and so far they've, it has been nothing short, but I kind of want to at least recap a little bit of the Sunbelt right now. And you know, right now, sitting in the East Division, Old Dominion, James Madison, and App State are currently tied for first in the East Division, and obviously Texas State and ULM are both tied for first place right now in the West Division. So, I mean, it is a pretty even matchup so far and then obviously Texas State is leading in uh in the co- in the conference uh overall but I mean this soccer team is off to a great start this is how you want to start your Sunbelt conference play and you know if you have a great momentum like this you'll have great momentum throughout uh throughout the Sunbelt uh throughout the Sunbelt games and possibly lead into the Sunbelt tournament so I mean it's a good start it's a very good start for the soccer team yeah, I think the Bobcats were dominant over Louisiana. I mean, 3-0. to zero. I feel like it could have been more. They had a lot of opportunities to score and miss. But I just want to shout out goalie Caitlin Draper. Yep. She had three saves to record her second straight shutout. And she hasn't allowed a goal in over 254 minutes, which is super impressive to me. But I think the big thing for Texas State, I, I love how they're playing. They're playing really well together. I just think finishing is a big thing that they need to continue to do. Absolutely. This is a second game winning streak against Louisiana, too. And then coming back from uh, their big win against the Big 12 Houston from last week, I feel like that's just really giving them like the whole drive and motivation to just keep pushing forward. And now they have a four game winning streak. So I don't know. I mean, it's 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 one for the books right now. I mean, like like I talked about, momentum can be a really big deal, especially no matter what sports you're playing, whether it's you know high school, collegiate or the professional level. When you have momentum and you can't, you know, it's one of those things that you kind of have to contain. Can, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Contain most of uh, most of the season. I mean, it's so far it's it's being well done by the soccer team. Now, the only thing I have to say is obviously their offense does need a little work. But I mean, a three zero shutout is pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie to you because you it's very seldomly that you get shutouts in soccer. But I mean, they're off to a good start, and uh, hopefully they can continue on this momentum. Definitely. I mean, three straight shutouts. I mean. 
What I think is that, what I think is, you know, the, the Bobcats are playing great defense and they're, you know, not letting anybody, you know, get goals. And I mean, I just want to shout out to the uh, our goal ca- uh, keepers. Like you said, Taylor, you know, Kaylin Draper had three saves. Uh, and she's coming off freshman defensive player of the week honors from her performance in Houston. She had 11 saves, did not let up any goals. And I uh, also want to shout out Kaylin Chrisman. She's mm-hmm. leading the team with 24 saves. So, I mean... The, these goalkeepers, they're not letting anything up, and they're bringing intensity every single game. So uh, Texas State Soccer's next game will be in Jonesboro, Arkansas, tomorrow, this Thursday, where they will face off the Arkansas State Red Wolves at 2 p.m. If you want to tune into that game, be sure to tune into ESPN+. Plus. It will be broadcasted there. But we're going to move on to Texas State Volleyball. They just wrapped up the Kansas tournament this past Saturday. They went 2-1 and one in their tournament uh, with the only loss coming from Kansas. It was a tough loss, though. 3-0 sweep for the Jayhawks. But, I mean, this conference wraps up non-conference play for the Bobcats. You know, this next game is, you know, when everything starts to really have a different intensity and competition to it. And, I mean, this Bobcat team is currently 7-4. and four. How ready do y'all think they are for conference play? I mean, I think I think they're ready. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, obviously you got your tournaments out the way. Now you can focus on what really matters. And it's the Sunbelt Conference. If y'all remember last year, the volleyball seat, you know, this volleyball team had an unbelievable year, went 24 and seven last year. Um, They had a really good conference record. The only time they lost was in the Sunbelt Conference Championship against JMU, who has been very tough in the Sunbelt Conference and volleyball. So I think that's where they're where Sean Hugh and this volleyball team's mind is at right now. And. And honestly, going two out of the three in the Jayhawk Invitational, I mean, you get, I mean, that's, I think that's a win in itself. Cause honestly, a sweep would have been nice. Obviously, mm-hmm. knocking off Kansas Jayhawks would have been part of the mark of the mm-hmm. season. But I mean, hey, you got two out of the three, you know, you're, you know, it's over with. Now you can focus on what really matters. And it's the Sunbelt Conference, uh, the Sunbelt Conference, uh, ter- not tournament, but uh, the season. And uh, yeah, I mean, what more can I say about this volleyball team? I know we've, we've had a, we had Sean Hewitt on our, uh, on our show uh, just previously. And, you know, the mindset that they had, that he has for, you know, this team and for the coaching staff, I mean, it's all, it's just all clicking cylinders right now for him. Yeah. Even though they lost to Kansas, I still feel like they played really well, especially in the first set. I thought they were able to keep up, but again, number 20. Um, But I think this will give them good momentum going in, especially they're playing ULM in their first game. And I think they're like, 52 and two overall against ULM and undefeated against them at home. So I think this will be good to start off the Sunbelt Conference for them tomorrow. Yeah, not to mention that the Bobcats have a 52 to two record all time against the Warhawks. Like, Jeez. let's just give them an applaud for that. And they have not lost <laughs> little little applaud from Kobe. They have not lost a home game against ULM in like program history. So I want to really they keep that like up, like moving forward and everything. And the last time we lost was in 2005. Yeah, Let, let's let's just put that out there. I mean. I don't think they have a chance, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, we, we play ULM uh, tomorrow, and then the next game after is against ULM as well. And, I mean, ULM is currently sitting 4-10, uh, 4-10. Uh, they're coming off back-to-back losses. And, I mean, I just want to throw out a little stat out there. I mean, the stat you just threw out there, Audrey, is cre- uh, incredible. But Sean Hewitt's his fourth year as head coach. He's just lost one set. Yep. to the Warhawks in his four years. I mean, that is absolutely incra- uh, crazy. So, I mean, do y'all think they're going to be able to, you know, pull off back-to-back wins and start the conference play o- off with 2-0? and I think they can. You know, it's ULM, like you said, is 4-10 and 10 
on the year. But I think the matchup they're really looking forward to is after that, where they play against JMU, who is currently has the same record as Texas State right now at seven and four. So I think that's a matchup I think everybody wants to look forward to. But they're playing in James Madison, though. So that's a very tough mm-hmm. environment to play in. But you got to get through ULM first, and you know, like you just mentioned, four and ten on the on the season so far. They're currently on a two game losing streak right now. So honestly, if you're you know you know the Bobcats right now, I think this is where you really start building your building blocks and start gaining big time momentum. Obviously, they have momentum already right now, but if, even greater momentum than where they are now to you know p- try to get through ULM and you know make way for James Madison. Yeah, and definitely. Um, and I just want to shout out to KJ Johnson. She's yeah. currently leading the Sunbelt Conference in kills per set. She's averaging 4.34 kills a set. And also to mention, she's ranked 13th nationally um, in statistics as well. Well, like we said, Texas State Volleyball will be opening conference play at home tomorrow against Louisiana Monroe. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be talking about San Marcus High football along with Texas State football. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to jump straight into San Marcus High football. And if you need a reminder, their last match was against the Alexander Bulldogs coming from Laredo. They lost that match 24 to 31 in a slugfest. I think that's the perfect word to describe that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, I mean, guys, the the Rattlers have found themselves with a whopping record of 0 and 4. Um, I mean, this Friday uh, they're going to go to Eagle Pass. They're going to face on the Eagle Pass Eagles, and this will be the last game without head coach John Wash. And I mean, guys, talk to me. Uh, what does this ta- what does this team need to focus on? What do they need to do to get back on track? Well, um, you know, kind of to start things off, uh, head coach Don Walsh did return, actually, to the Alexander game that night. So, I mean, it was good to see him finally back on the sideline with this team. Um, You know, just to kind of recap this game alone, I mean, it it was pretty chippy. I'll just say that much because, you know, I can't even count how many penalties, you know, in the game had. I mean, Mm -hmm. it started off with just it just started off with simple calls like holding calls and uh, you know, delay game, false start, you know, just the normal. But then by the time like the third quarter really got underway is when everything started to really going going downhill for Sam Marcus. And I have to know one thing is that um, you know, Sam Marcus wide receiver and DB Tony Diaz um got ejected from the ball game and stuff during uh during that game. No so now I'm really kind of see how the rule is going to play because, you know, there's a rule saying that if you get ejected the second half, you can't play in the first half of the next game. Mm. So I wonder how that's going to take, you know, take note of, you know, when San Marcos plays Eagle Pass. But just, you know, going off of the game alone, it was a phenomenal football game. Me and David were on the call for that, and Paxton was doing our stats for that night. And it was a tough, tough game. And, you know, San Marcos had... You know, a lot of things go in their favor. So did Alexander Bulldogs. But I have to know one thing is that Alexander had so many different types of formations on their offensive side of the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about like trips to the right, you know, trips to the right, trips to the left. Hell, I mean, they had like a quadruple, you know, quadruple formation where they have four receivers stacked on one side. I'm like, oh, man, this is this is a really interesting football team. So but I mean. 
Alexander moved on to two and two now in the season. San Marcos is now 0 and four and they got another tough battle against Eagle Pass. Um, we will have the call on Eagle Pass uh, when we do uh, Friday's BCR. But I mean, yeah, San Marcos is still trying to find that win, that uh, their first win. I honestly thought that they were very close to getting it this past uh, this past week. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you just need to find something for it for them to, you know, build you know build upon and try to and try to get their first win so you know we'll see what happens this week yeah going back to you said about penalties I mean even in that game against Wagner Kobe like that first quarter we were sitting there watching it for what an hour I swear yeah. like every other play there was a flag thrown but obviously being owned for that's that's really tough and going in against Eagle Pass with a three and one record I mean their wide receiver, what's what's his name? Sebastian Diaz, he yep. averages like 111 yards a game. So that, that'll be tough for defense to stop for sure. But, you know, hopefully they just can connect the dots and find something that works for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really want to see this San Marcos team, you know, clean up the uh, the penalties. And I think discipline has a lot to do with that. Absolutely. Um, on O-line, D-line. I mean, and just playing through all fourth quarters, uh, they got to stay disciplined, uh, got to know, what, you know, when the call is being made. Um, and I mean, guys, even though they are, uh, you know, disqualified from the playoffs this year, do you think, like, is this team still hungry? You know, like, what, what do you think their mindset is? I think the mindset for them right now is to try to just you know go through the season do well in your season because obviously you know the the playoff ban is obviously uh with them right now so they won't be able to make the playoffs not only this season but next season also so i mean if you're john walsh you're just telling your guys hey go play hard and you know you know let's get win let's get wins doesn't matter what you know people tell us about you know the playoff ban or about you know anything that happened you know previously with him um you know all they're looking forward to is winning 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 and honestly with you know with ori williams on that line with kg webb at you know you know controlling the offense i think that's where the real leadership needs to come in for those guys who are you know seniors on this on this team and just they just need to you know start getting things going for this rattler team yeah, it's tough not being able to be in the playoffs, but I think the players, that should be the last of their focus, and they, they need to focus on just getting better every game and improving, especially on the offensive side, but I think not being in the playoffs shouldn't even like be crossing their mind right now. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> well, San Marcos High's next game will be this Friday. They will travel to Eagle Pass, which is on the border. Uh, they will play the Eagle Pass Eagles. <laughs> And we'll see if they can get their first one of this season. But all right, we're going to transition into Texas State football. I'm not going to lie, I was kind of jealous. I wasn't on Monday's edition <laughs> first right? to talk about this game. Yeah, but me we are, too. We are here now, so it's all good. And I mean, you know, guys, it's the talk around town. Everybody knows Texas State Bobcats just put on a very dominant performance this past weekend against Jackson State. They beat them 77 to 34. And guys, believe it or not, it is actually not a school record for points scored in a game. In 1920, Texas State registered a program record of 78 points against oh, no Meridian College. One so, point short. One point short. So the century-long record will remain standing. Damn. But, I mean, nonetheless, an absolutely amazing game from the Bobcats. And, I mean, there's so much we could talk about. But overall, what were y'all's guys' thoughts on this game? I mean, where do I even begin with this? <laughs> I mean, so much had happened. I mean, I kind of was just like, I was just like just screaming to myself like is this the team like is this the team but like i said before i'm not gonna get my hopes up just yet because <laughs> we're not getting close to we're getting close to sunbelt conference late these are only non-conference games so but i mean just recapping this game first of all it was 
uh, one of the best crowd. It was you know going off. It was one of the best crowds Definitely. and stuff mm-hmm. that night. I believe it was like mm-hmm. not. I want to say it was like ninth or tenth. Yeah, ninth yeah. or tenth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was. A, I mean, first of all, the atmosphere at, atmosphere was was phenomenal. I mean, but just talking about the players like Ismail Mani. I mean, come on, man. He had that big run against Baylor, and then he had another one against Jackson State. I mean. What more can I say? And then, I mean, TJ Finley. I mean, if we if you want to talk about if you want to talk about like Cam Newton, bro, bro I mean, <laughs> that dude is pretty close. Is, is, is pretty close. I would say he's pretty close. But you know, because if y'all you know if y'all look back to when Cam Newton played college football at Auburn, I mean, the dude was big and he could throw the football. So and won a national championship, may I add? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, this this Bobcat team is red hot, and they got Nevada next, who have who have I believe has not won a game yet i believe so i mean this is uh this is gonna be the last uh you know last non-conference game before they head into the sunball conference so i mean right now momentum is on you know bobcats football right now yeah besides just tj finley that offensive line they were Absolutely. absolutely dominant shout out to them but again finley 251 yards on 17 of 21 passing I mean, three touchdowns, three in the air, two rushing. Just an incredible performance. Then same with Malik Hornsby. I think he had over 100 rushing yards Mm -hmm. that game. So both quarterbacks just were absolutely dominant. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, Malik Hornsby. I mean, he was... Oh man, 133 rushing yards was the Insane. was the final total off of ten off of ten carries. So I mean, hey, that's that's running back numbers right there. But I mean, yeah, this this Texas State offense has finally found its rhythm of you know knowing when to run the ball and knowing when to throw the ball, and it truly showed that against Jackson State. Yeah, um, I was with Kalani this weekend, and we did tailgate interviews, which is coming soon. Little Instagram plug, go watch it yes. on KTSW Sports. Nice. But we were doing the uh, the tailgate interviews, and we saw the actual football team walk through like the tailgate. Mm. I was like, damn, like, they're ready to so take back awesome. Texas. Like they yes. woke up and chose violence that day. Literally, like having a 56 yard run on the first play, six sacks, like being a season high for Texas State, like. TJ and GJ, we trust. Literally, <laughs> like praying pray hands <laughs> no emoji, like oh. Literally, um, I just want to uh, TJ Finley. I know he's getting a lot of praise, but I just want to shout out something. He had more touchdowns in this game than incompletions. I mean, yep. I mean that guy is producing some, you know, some good play. And um, I just think is, I mean, we're two and one. You know, um, something to think about. This is the best start to a Bobcat football season since 2013. Yep. I mean. It's kind of crazy to think about, you know, only two and one. But I mean, I think the um, the potential for this team is, you know, through the roof right now, you mm-hmm. know, with this offense. And but I just want y'all to know, Sunbelt football is heating up. We still have three undefeated teams still. Yep. And in the East Division, only one team is under five hundred so far. So I think. You know, some about football, some about athletics as a whole is, you know, gaining competitiveness, gaining, you know, more talent. I mean, what, what do you all think? I mean, if you ask a lot of people, some is probably, you know, might be the bottom of the barrel in terms of group of five. But what do you all think, you know, the the projection is for Sunbelt athletics the, right now? I mean, I'm glad you asked this question because, you know, me, Paxton, Richard and Davin, uh, all of us went to Sunbelt Media Days this past summer and. You know, the the Sunbelt commissioner, uh, Keith, uh, I think it was Keith Gill that was saying that the Sunbelt conference is absolutely rising. And I couldn't agree more with him because there's a lot of big time teams. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of teams that upset big time teams last mm-hmm. year. I know Marshall upset Notre Dame last year. Appalachian uh, State. Yeah. Appalachian State upset A&M. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sunbelt is is 
is growing and growing. I mean, you couldn't ask more. I know we literally just had a couple of teams that were new and fresh from last season, and they're kind of showing what they can do. I mean, I mean, we've been. Um, I know we talked about uh, South Alabama a lot. We talked about Coastal Carolina, uh, the reigning, uh, and then Troy, who is the reigning uh, Sun Belt Conference champions right now. So I think the Sun Belt is a very, very good conference. It's. Uh, I honestly I have nothing bad to say about them because, I mean, everything that they have you know transcended to and where they are now, it's it's been unbelievable. Definitely. Well, Texas State's last non-conference game will be this Saturday at home at 6 p.m. So be there or be square. And it is support to San Marcos uh, uh, ISD teachers. So yes. just just want to shout out. To just want to point that out there because I have a, I have a couple teachers that I uh, that I grew up with who oh, are yes. still teaching. So just want to them. <laughs> shout out to them. And I mean, guys, we could talk about this all day long, but we have one last segment I really want to get into uh, before we let y'all go. We are introducing something new, something different to Bobcat Radio, and that mm-hmm. is Tuesday Tally. Um, I will briefly explain the format so everybody is on the same page. So Tuesday, we will post a sports-related question on our Instagram page at KTSW Sports, Look. and y'all, the listeners, the fans, <laughs> y'all will vote on that question via Instagram. And the following day on our Wednesday episode, we will review the voting results and discuss how we feel. And I'm really excited. I feel like this segment is going to stir up some juicy, maybe toxic conversation. <laughs> so I'm all for it. So, I mean, let's get into it. We posted our first question yesterday. And the question for today's episode is, will the San Antonio Spurs be a playoff contender this season? Just something to keep in <laughs> mind. The Spurs have not made the playoffs in the past three seasons, but they have just acquired the generational talent Victor Wembanyama with the first pick of the 2023 draft. Ajri, let us know what those poll results were looking like. Kobe, can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> Wimby has taken the lead by 58%, and Crickets wow. is 42%. Wow. Wrong. Really? Wrong. Taylor, wrong. <laughs> All right. Really? Um, yeah. Let's start off. Really? With, start off with Kobe. Kobe, how did, how did these how did these poll results make you feel? What do you What do you think about? I them? think because let's put this in perspective here. Because <laughs> from San Marcos to San Antonio, it's roughly about forty five minutes, depending on how traffic like is an on, hour. on on thirty five yeah. and four ten. But I mean, if you look at you know just the Spurs history, you know. We talk about David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony Parker. Heck, I'll even throw Kawhi Leonard in that conversation. Yes. But I mean, I think the Spurs. I mean, I mean, now granted, I love Victor Wembanyama. I lo- you know loved how he played in France, and I think he has a lot of great promise in the NBA. The only thing is, is that I don't think they're gonna make it this year. But if you give them maybe, I I say maybe a good two three years, build drafting, you know, build up draft, basically do what the Denver Nuggets just did, mm-hmm. you know. Draft players, if you need to get certain free agents, do that and just make something out. You know, make something, you know, just do something. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Greg Popovich is honestly probably not going to be coaching very long. I know he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. literally this past season. So, you know, his time in the NBA is very limited. So, I mean, hey, right now, as of right now, no, I don't see them making the playoffs yet. But will they have a better record than the Houston Rockets? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I agree. I definitely don't see the Spurs in the playoffs um, this season. You know, they're building around really young. Coming from a Warriors young, fan in here. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Nothing to do with it. Yeah, okay, talk about the Western Conference, though. Like, all the other teams that are going to be so much better than the Spurs. Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Mavericks. Like, the Spurs aren't going to be able to compete State with that. Warriors they're they're building Gross. around like twenty year olds, and I also think something they really lack is like point guard depth. Like I said, yeah. like getting rid of Cameron Payne in my opinion was a bad move, especially with their budget and everything. And with Trey Jones on the bench last season, they just struggled a lot. But I ultimately think that they're not making the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with Kobe and Taylor. I'm so sorry, Tyson. But, I mean... Not looking good for the Spurs. Probably not, but maybe they can be in the Final Four. Like, you never know. Like, I mean, Wimby is like probably it. the addition that they needed. Yeah, you know, probably. maybe, like, I don't want to throw it to football or anything, but, like, when they drafted Dak, we didn't go... <laughs> we, did, we didn't go what, to the what, Super Bowl what, the first what, year, but you, we made the why playoffs. Do have, why do you have to bring Dak Prescott into this? It's just, <laughs> it was just, like, the little coordination I had to you. It's just what I know. This is my stats. Okay. But that's okay. it. Like, I just, I don't think they're going to make it, but maybe possible four is like Final Four is a possibility right So, there. like a play in team, you think possibly? Probably. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I- I'm going to bring the controversy. I'm going to bring the, the juice to the table, I guess, since everybody wants to go against the Spurs. I, okay, I'm not going to say they're for sure playoff lock, but I do think they will be in the race. I think they have the potential to yes, beat teams like the Jazz. Maybe the Trailblazers, if Dame uh, gets out of Portland. Um, No, the Pelicans are a good team. You know, the Thunder are a good team. But all these teams are young. All these teams are young. Mm -hmm. So I do think, um, but the West is still loaded. I mean, you have the reigning NBA chance, the Denver Nuggets. So it is going to be tough. Yeah, the Joker. Wimby's going to have his hands full. But as of right now, I think, okay, I'm not saying they're a playoff lock, but playoff contender, I think they will be better than the Mavericks and the Rockets. I'm, I'm just saying it here. I think Pop Pop is going to do – he's going to work his magic and, you know, he's going to make some things shake. So, I mean, the fans are on my side, you know. <laughs> we should Wim, see. I'm, on my side, but it's all good. Okay, so um, we have a couple for, uh, a couple few minutes left before we let y'all go. Uh, I just want to do a little – NFL recap. Um, so on Monday night, the Saints beat the Panthers twenty to seventeen, and the Steelers beat the Browns twenty six to twenty two. I do want to um, give some shed some light on Nate Chubb. Hope him a yeah. speedy recovery, oh, and hope he recovers well. But I mean, I know we have Ugh. a Steelers fan in the studio right two now. Two Steelers fans, yeah. and I am sorry. Divided. Um, yeah. What, what are y'all guys' thoughts on the Steelers? How did they play? What, do I you? Mean, wanna, I know they won. Taylor, do you want to go? or Do you want me to go? Okay. Basically, this was like the first game where like Cleveland was like even like projected to beat the Steelers in so long, and I was like, you know what? I'm a little scared for this game. Honestly, I already we already can't stand the Browns. They're our rivals, and I was like. You know what? And then the first play of the game, I'm like screaming, <laughs> jumping off the couch. But I think the defense really, really pulled the Steelers through. I mean, TJ Watt, sacks, career sacks, just broke his record. And I think it was an awesome game for the defense. Side. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense has always been just lights out every year when healthy, because I know we've had, you know, issues with, you know, TJ Watt trying to stay healthy, Cam Hayward trying to, you know, trying to stay healthy. But I do have to point one thing is that, you know, Deontay John for uh for their offense is out for a couple weeks so i know that's going to be kind of a adjustment for this pittsburgh offense but i mean a win's a, a win is a win you know what i mean and it's against a division rival in the browns so i mean hey i couldn't be i couldn't be any more happier than that Same. yeah definitely and 
Week three is kicking off tomorrow night. The Giants are playing at the 49ers. Is there any way the Giants come out of there alive? Absolutely not. No. Mm, nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. No. Nope. Gosh. I, and I, I hate don't even know where to begin with that team. <laughs> I mean, I, we got a minute. I, I mean, mean, we. Ha- I hate this, you know, because I'm not... Uh, I'm not a fan of the 49ers at all because, you know, we have, you know, Grace on here who is a diehard 49er mm-hmm. fan. I was kind of joking with her about having faith in Brock Purdy, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, but the the 49ers are actually one are to me one of the best teams in football right now, at least in the NFC. I mean, CMC Man, that Leading dude. the league in rushing. So Absolutely. He won me in fantasy two now two weeks in a <laughs> row. So I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. So but nah, no, as far as the Giants 49ers go, give me 49ers every day of the week. Yeah. yeah it's looking sure. tough for Danny Dimes. But all right, uh right before we wrap it up, Kobe, please let us know what's going on outside with this weather. So, unfortunately, guys, we are going back into triple digits. Unfortunately. No. no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sounds like my heart no, It's me. currently 86 degrees right now. It's going to be a high of 95. It was a low of 70 degrees this morning. So, obviously, if y'all were out for a run, that was pretty nice. And then tomorrow's forecast for Thursday is going to be a high of 96 and a low of 73 degrees. So, the bugs are slowly going away, going into their hibernation. So, we're we are getting close to that cold, cold weather, man. I'm really excited. I'm like, Burr. Oh, <laughs> Burr. <laughs> well, we're getting close, but yeah, another another good week of weather. Another good week. Yep, falls around the corner, so yeah, stay stay ready. It's coming. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Don't worry, we'll have you covered on again on Friday with another edition of Bobcat Radio. Now, if you enjoyed this episode of Bobcat Radio and want to continue to hear more, then make sure to keep up with us at KTSW Sports on all social medias. For Kobe Jackson, Taylor Quinn, and Audrey Pasillas, I'm Tyson Taylor, and thank you for listening to this episode of Bobcat Radio. Now, let's get you to the other side of radio.